Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Make sure you got your rain gear for the weekend. The greater Austin area going to get hit with some rain throughout the weekend. Because of that, Texas baseball had to adjust a little bit. We'll get you all the latest there. We got NBA to get into. We've got NFL schedules to dig through. And yes, we will talk album swap today on a Friday. A Tribe Called Quest and Metallica up for discussion today that's coming up later on in our two o'clock hour but we'll crank it up right now and jump into all of it it's chad and zay on this friday i'm chad hastings and he is isaiah collier what's up zay chad what's popping happy friday everybody happy mother's day to all the lovely moms out there mama annie lillian collier I love you. Oh, there you go. Ain't no woman alive that would take my mama's place. (laughs) Shout out to Tupac. Uh, Yes. That's a goal. That's a good one. That's a good one. Also, shout out to uh, Glenn Danzig, because I think Danzig's mother is one of the most romantic, just heartfelt mother songs ever. Yeah. Mother. (laughs) Tell your children not to walk my way. I mean, it just. That is a jam, huh? I, I sing it to my mom every year. She runs, but I sing it to her every year. Yeah, shout out to all those great moms out there. My mom's name is Sylvia. It's a classic. You don't get a lot of Sylvias anymore. Not a lot of people naming their kids Sylvia. Yeah. That's my mom. Happy Mother's Day to her. My wife, now the mother of almost a 17-year-old. Shout out to my wife. Because those two sometimes don't get along. (laughs) You always talk about that. (laughs) They will butt heads a little bit. They will butt heads a little bit. Oh man, no, just the face. I love watching her. uh, You know, watching her be a mom. She is unbelievable. So to all those great moms out there, especially if it's your first Mother's Day, that's a really special one, man. If it's the first Mother's Day since you know since she became a mom, make sure you're doing some nice things for this weekend. That is on Sunday, and uh, lots of different stuff out there. Like we said, there's rearranging on the schedule uh let me just make sure everybody understands texas baseball double header today all the shows are regular though through 615 so you still get all the shows uh we appreciate you uh you know supporting the shows and everything so all that's going to be regular through 615 but at two o'clock over on 1260 and 1019 you will have texas baseball against san jose state and then the regular game at 6.30 that was going to happen, it'll still be 6.30. It'll just be the second game of a doubleheader. And now that will be uh, still will be on 104.9 and uh, be on the horn all over the, the broadcast there. So just make that adjustment for you coming up at 2 o'clock uh, so you'll know where the game will be and uh, you know may need to grab that app or whatever. If you listen to the shows on 12.60, you may need to adjust a little bit uh, you know there in terms of the, uh, the game. So that is uh, for later on. We got a lot of stuff to get get into today zay the uh 
<laughs> the NBA did not. It always gives you something. Last night didn't quite give us what we've been getting in terms of some of those really close, incredibly dramatic games. I'd say one of the games had the drama. The other game did not. Yep. Where do we start today? Yeah, you got to start with the Boston Celtics and what they did to force a game seven. I mean, Philly, we talked about them turning, those fans turning on the Sixers, and it happened very early. Yeah. When the Celtics went up by 16 in the first quarter, you could hear the, oh, man, here we go. Ooh, the, just the rumblings and uncertainty, the restlessness, and they came back. They came back and took a lead. We went all the way to the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum is playing like trash. He was awful. He was terrible. Up Had until the fourth. Three points. <laughs> and three points until the fourth quarter. And, you know, Chad, you got to – when something like that happens, when only Jason Tatum is struggling like that and only has three points in the third, and Jalen Brown, who was second-team All-NBA, ends up with 17, you win that game. You have to win that game. If you're Philly. At home. If you're Philly. At home. You, yep. you have to win that game. Both of those guys don't get over 20 points and you lose. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And Doc Rivers, why do you have Milton in the game that long? De'Anthony Milton, why is he playing 24 minutes with that broke-ass jumper that could build houses out here in Westlake <laughs> with those bricks? Why is he in the game right now? Because – Niang was playing way better than him. Way better. George Niang, he was playing so much better. The guy out of uh, Iowa State, yep. I know Texas fans remember him. He was nice there. He was nice. He might be one of the best players in Iowa State history for basketball. Yeah, 15 minutes, two out of three. What's the problem? He was solid. He was getting steals. He was playing D. He ripped Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum drove to the hole, ripped him. And, like, you don't, you don't want to close with him? Like, you're afraid? You're, you got another guy in that they're just leaving open. Like, James Harden would drive to the hole. They would collapse on him. When they went on that drought and they only scored three points in the last six minutes of the fourth quarter, James Harden would drive, and he made the right play. Some people are saying, ah, James, you might have to take that shot. And there were a couple of gimmies he should have took, a couple of floaters I think he should have, you know, attempted that he was hitting in that uh, game four, I want to say it was, where he had 40-something. But he was throwing it out instead to the open shooter. P.J. Tucker, he ain't hitting that right now. De'Anthony Milton, he ain't hitting that right now. Yang, he's hit you a couple tonight. Put him in the game. But no, just let it ride. Just let it ride. Because I guess in Doc's mind, hey, we're locking up these guys, which they were. So that's kind of what you go through as a coach. You kind of might you maybe second guess yourself, even though you're not producing much on offense, you're locking up on D. The D was there. You are locking up. Everybody was tight in that game. It seemed like everybody mm-hmm. knew that they knew what was at stake. The Celtics knew, man, if we lose, this might be the end to what we try to get going here. Like, the Celtics, remember, 2018, that core that you see, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, even though Jason Tatum was a rookie and Jalen Brown was in his second year, they took LeBron and the Cavaliers to the Easter Conference Finals in Game 7. They've been together for a very long time. And if they would have lost last night, a lot of questions would have been asked, should we keep these guys together? Should we ship Jalen Brown, especially right. with all the money he's supposed to be getting? I was going to say, we talked about yesterday. He's set up for the money. Jason Tatum's set up for the money in two years. I don't know if you keep both. Can you keep it all? We, we got to start. 
We're in the New England area. Maybe somebody, uh, 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 Wahlberg, Robert Kraft, somebody needs to call him. Like, yo, call Tom Brady, bro. You don't need all that money. I get it. Your ego going to look you in the face and say, yo, but Trey Young's making more than me. I'm better than him. Right. He's the most overrated player in the league. Oh, Jamal Murray, he, if he didn't have Nikola Jokic, would he be making this much money? Your pride gets in the way. It starts mucking up stuff in your mm -hmm. head, especially these, you know, these guys have egos. That's how they got here. Being the best player their whole lives. A lot of guys say Shaquille O'Neal, reason why he left the Orlando Magic, because who got money that year? Ah, uh, somebody got paid that. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo mm -hmm. Morning. He got, he got a huge contract going from Charlotte to Miami, and it was more than Shaq mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah. Which, come on, Alonzo Morning, Shaquille O'Neal, not, not even close. As good as Alonzo Morning was, Hall of Famer, Georgetown Hoya, he was a great. Shaq, it's not even close. Shaq was one of the best centers of all time. You cannot say that about Zoe. But he was so damn petty, he said, Orlando, y'all got that? Orlando, expansion team. Hell no, we ain't got that. Right. Jerry West came in and said, Diesel. I got that. I got that, bro. Yeah, I got I, it. I got that. So, uh -huh. again, if I'm Jalen Brown and I'm Jason Tatum, I would look in the mirror and say, yo, it's a lot of money yeah. that we're going to get. Let's try to keep this core together. And, yeah, now you don't have to answer those questions for one more game. Yeah. As a third-party observer to these Lakers and these uh, Celtics right now, now I'm a Mavs guy. When the Lakers play the Celtics, I root for the Lakers. But I'm not a fan, truly, of either one. The way they can each go up and down right now I think is fascinating to watch for all of us fans. They are the two legendary franchises, and on certain nights you think, man, they're pretty damn good. Maybe they can, and then before you can even finish the thought sometimes, they'll turn the other way. But last night they found a way somehow. I'll say what you said earlier just in a little different way. Um, Philly let Boston win a game where Marcus Smart led them in scoring. Yo. Scoring. In 2023, Marcus Smart led the Celtics in scoring, and they won a playoff game on the road. Yeah. That's inexcusable. Yeah, you can't. I, can't, I, can't, I can't even fathom that. Zay, like, what? Try to explain this to me. As you're watching the end of that game, and it's pretty close. Like, I know it was a 24-13 fourth quarter, but Philly had fought back, like you said, and taken a lead. And it's, a, it's, it's pretty much a battle. What in the world was going on? It was like 83-81 Philly. Yes, it was in that, and that's when Tatum hit two massive, Ooh! massive threes in that sequence. So tough. But what the hell happened to the demeanor, the, the spark, the attitude that the Philadelphia 76ers had? It's like they gave up with, I don't know, four and a half on the clock, three minutes left, coaching, players, and fans. It's like they all decided that it was over at the same time. It's the mental aspect of... We just held one of the best players in the world, which he said it after the game. Jason Tatum goes, humbly, I'm one of the best players I think, in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, humbly, I'm one of the best players in the world, which that's real. He right, first team all league. I agree he with him. He is right. So you hold him to three points the first three quarters, and then all of a sudden he hits four of the most daggering threes in the last three minutes like that, and you can't score – like, that's that's tough. Yeah. He hit him back to back. And it was good D, too. Joel Embiid had a great contest right in his face, dotted his eye. Come back on the other side of the wing. Tyrese Maxey, great contest. It wasn't like he even saw him. Bam. Like, weren't we just locking this guy up? What happened? Then he comes back and hits a couple of more. So, yeah, their morale 
just their attitude completely deflated. And they know, going back to Beantown, they needed this game. Yeah. Because you can. You held a team to 95 points. Like you said, Marcus Smart, the leading scorer with 22. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, one first team, one second team, didn't get over 20 points. And you still lose. That is crazy. 42% from the floor for Boston. The key ends up being the threes. 43% total and that 4 of 11 for Tatum. That's not great, but the 4 was massive because the 4th one was nailing the coffin. It's officially over, but you're right. As he's hitting those threes, it took a little more of their soul every time. And by the end of it, James Harden was pouty James Harden. Embiid was a zombie and Doc Rivers was looking for excuses. Yeah, and Joe Mazzulla, as much crap as he's been getting People been talking about he should be fired if they lose this series. Uh-huh. Him starting Robert Williams was a huge game changer. Oh, you told him to. Oh, did I? You told him to start oh, the Aggie. Interesting. You need to listen interesting to Zay. Interesting how things like that work. When Zay says start the Aggie, start the Aggie. <laughs> All right, let's relax on the Aggie talk. That, oh, okay. He was there for one year. He probably realized, oh, this is a horrible place. Let me get out of here as quick as possible. Hey, Robert, you're not hey. even ready for the league. It doesn't matter. How dare you? It I'm, doesn't matter. I'm going to claim him today. <laughs> yeah, claim him now. Yeah, but he was a difference maker he was the lob the alley-oops making Joel Embiid have to guard coming around help side blocks and stuff he was solid he was solid and he's been averaging 18 minutes then he got 28 Joe Mazzulla start him again Al Horford I'd sit him a little bit more just a little bit more because you know Al Horford he's still that broke jumper two points (laughs) nah man Al you're not giving us anything nothing Uh with your pops out here looking like spawn you ain't giving us nothing (laughs) <laughs> Yo, you seen Al Horford's pops before? Did you just say his dad looks like Spawn? Yo, his, this dad a different type of fella, but it's okay. He making millions. I talk about these millionaires because they Dang, good. Okay, he fine. He making uh, millions. Right. His dad, he getting pedicures and stuff. His dad <laughs> living lavish. He'll he'll get over what I say. All right, but yeah, enough. two points. Nah, I ain't gonna cut it. Play Derek White more. Play uh, Malcolm Brogdon more, and play Robert Williams more. Man, that was yeah. That that uh, so that's gonna be a game seven. You got half of what you wanted. Yeah. Last night, half. We'll see. You might get three out of four. You might get three out of four because tonight could produce two more game sevens. Uh, but last night, we end up with that game seven gets created. I believe it's going to be Sunday, but we don't know when yet because they're waiting to see if we get more game sevens. The other game, Zay, ends up being an absolute destruction. Denver, 125-100. It wasn't that close. It was 30 at the half. Yeah, man. And like I said yesterday when Mark Henry was on with us, DeAndre Ayton, I get why you were scared. I'd be scared, too, having to face Nikola Jokic. That dude is a grown-ass man. He's unstoppable. He's absolutely unstoppable, especially with the way the role players are playing. Jamal Murray, he's playing like an all-star, so mm-hmm. you've got to worry about him like we talked about yesterday. And then Catavius Carwell-Pope? You're the fifth guy we have to worry about in their starting lineup. 21 last 21? Night. Where'd that come from? On 7 of 11. An efficient 21. Yeah, people forget he has a ring with the bubble team Lakers. Like, he's You're not right. faced. I, I forgot He's that. not faced by the moment. He's not. And we always forget about this Nuggets team. People slept on them all year long. No one picked them to win it. No one. For a while, they didn't. Yeah. Remember? They got down on themselves. Right. They were tripping for a little bit toward the end of the season. Coach ripped them, and they ripped themselves. Big reason why Joker didn't get his third MVP, and it went to Joel Embiid. Yeah. Because they went on that little slump. But I've always said I take Joker over Embiid. 
First of all, the health factor. I'm, he's never hurt. Or he's always there. He's, he's ready always to go. durable. Yep. He doesn't jump over a Sunday paper, so you're not worried about him being athletic or <laughs> getting over the rim and coming down on the ankle or something like that. Just his footwork, it's Mikhail S. It's Hakeem esque. Like his footwork is that good. He's not doesn't have that speed, obviously, right. but he has the body. He's so physical. Like, you know, people think he's such a finesse player because of his passing and, and stuff, which he is. But when he wants to be physical and when he wants to use his body, like he drove to the lane for a floater and Bismack Biombo, it was good D. He cut him off, but he acted like he wasn't even there. He just kind of pushed him to the side with a shoulder. It was a legal call. It wasn't a push off. It was just getting the rate room, buddy. And Jock Landell, bless his heart, as great Mark Henry would say, that he, yo, no chance. And then you go back to DeAndre Ayton. DeMontis Stabonis, they had the same injury. Now, obviously, pain tolerance is different for everyone to each his own, but this dude got stomped on by Draymond Green's big-ass foot. Mm -hmm. And he still played. He wasn't the same. No, but he gritted. He at least got out there. And DeAndre Ayton, you have a rib contusion. Like, we didn't see you fall down or get stomped or anything like that, but you can't play. Like, at least try. At least get out. At least have some pride. You know, yeah. and KD and Devin Booker is just too much. Like these games that they've been trying to roll out there, like I, it's taken a lot out of D Book. You could tell he was exhausted. Same with KD trying to guard these guys. And then going back to Mike Malone's just offense with the Joker, you're setting screens for him. So he's dribbling the ball. Bigs aren't used to guarding that. They're not. They're used to being the one that calls out the screen. Hey, screen left, screen right. They're not used to being being screened, especially on ball screen, looking to your left and right and then having to worry about, okay, if my man steps up, I'm going to have to take his man. There's just so much that goes on that bigs aren't used to, and you have to be yeah. when you play Joker. You Joker just, makes, you just, he makes you go there. He makes you go there, right. and it's so hard to guard when you got KCP hitting shots. In the previous game, you got Bruce Brown hitting threes. You know, Bruce Mike, Brown did it again. Double figures off the bench. He's tough, man. He really I is. I like him a lot. He, yeah. He's a really tough player. It was interesting how they were using him. Steve Nash was using them weirdly in, in uh, um, Brooklyn. Like they were using him like as a four-man where he would set on-ball screens for Durant and they would play pick and roll. And that's really all he did. He would do hmm. it for him and Kyrie. He wouldn't have the balls in his, in the ball in his hand very much. And when he came to Denver, they talked about it. He was like, yo, nobody really knows what I am. And Mike Malone was like, well, you're a basketball player. You'll fit in. Yeah. We'll find a place for you. And it's work. So real quick before the break, I want to get your thoughts. Were you a little disappointed to hear that Devin Booker didn't talk to the media? Yes. I, thought I didn't he, even know that. Yeah. I, I thought he kind of hung K, uh, Durant out to dry a little bit there. When Paul's not playing, he doesn't have to do it. You left the head coach and you left your other big-time player to eat a 25-point loss. You couldn't – he had two hours knowing they were getting their ass whooped, and he couldn't just answer a couple questions? Pride, Chad. Pride. He saw Bad Bunny. He saw Bad Bunny, WWE, sellout crowd, people yeah. saying his name and stuff. Who's with Bad Bunny now? Oh. Kendall. She left you for him. I get that part, but he also loves Kobe. Kobe would have eaten that with the media. Kobe, oh, yeah. Kobe would have sat there and dealt with it. Right, you're right. Because I bet Kobe met with when the Mavs swept Kobe that year and then really drove him nuts. I bet he still talked to the media. Yeah, and that's his job. Very few people have the mental toughness of Kobe Bryant. Well, you could get absolutely embarrassed and still be locked in and still do your job no matter what. Right, like yeah. guys, even Devin Booker, as tough as he is, that's a weak move. That's a weak move, but yeah, he's profitable. That's tough. Yeah, that was rough, man. Durant with only 23 and 12 from uh, Devin Booker. There was a point, honestly, mid-second quarter or so 
where if as a fight fan, they should have called it. Somebody should have thrown a towel. Throw the damn towel. That's it. We're done. I mean, really, we're done. I swear the score was like fifty-three to whatever the heck Phoenix had at that moment. And I realized, yeah, this is over. They went on a 19-0 run in four minutes. <laughs> and then later on in the game, they went on a 17-2 run in like three minutes. Yeah. And they got a little lackadaisical in that third quarter, and Malone started screaming at them to try to get them back. But it wasn't gonna matter. But even that, they got into kind of a, you know, they got a little bored. They yelled at them. They eventually battled back. And I think that, and then the lead got like trimmed to 23. Yeah. Trimmed to 18. It's like, whatever. They're in a weird spot. The, the Suns are for the future because you can no longer have Chris Paul on your team. He can't. He's just, he won't be available because he's always injured. And because he's always injured, he's losing more and more steps. So along with father time and age, him being mm-hmm. 38 years old, and it's so hard at his stature, the fact that he's lasted this long is incredible. Like, it's absolutely amazing. But look at all the small guards in NBA history. They don't last. I say, Thomas, you don't last. Like, when you get into double digits, you don't last very long at all. It just doesn't happen. That's why, you know, you don't see Steph Curry, what he's doing. Absolutely incredible. It seems like he's going to be able to play till he's 40, but that's the style of play. CP3, he's always had to drive and get in the mid-range. He's always been a defender and throwing his body out there. And, yeah, if you're a Phoenix Suns, you're the GM. I, I'm not bringing him back. I'm probably not, I might not bring Aiton back. And yeah. with what he showed, who would want him? Yeah, to me, those guys are that, – that's a tough thing because, you know, one's, one's probably too old and one's probably too young. Yes. In a lot of ways. And you probably aren't going to move forward with if you have both of them. Yeah, and think about how hard drafting is. DeAndre Ayton, number one pick, bust. Nikola Jokic, like 50-something, uh-huh. two-time MVP, about yeah. to lead his team to the Western – did lead his team to the Western Conference Finals for the second time. <laughs> like, it's tough. You is, that, can still is, that get val- it wrong. is that a value pick? Yeah. Do you get value bit. for that pick? Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. A <laughs> little bit of value for that pick. Denver wins big. That series is over. Denver is the first team into the conference finals tonight. We might get two more Miami and the Lakers, both at home. Both trying to close the door and avoid Game 7. We'll definitely be getting Zay's thoughts on that. Your thoughts as well on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Already some great texts rolling in. Also, let us know what you think of those NFL schedules. Cowboy fans, what do you see? Texans fans, what do you see? If you have another team that you're focused on, let us know what you think of their schedules. We'll dig into a little bit of that coming up next. Plus, in the crap bag a little later on, an analyst in the NBA did not quite understand what he was filling out. We will tell you about that and the apology and the future of the cocktail party might have a weird little bump in the road. All that coming up on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. Nothing against the song or the band. But if you haven't seen the video, you really don't know about this song. You really don't. Okay, Zay, this is one I think you just have to know the band name because I don't think they had much else. Is Stacy's mom Fountains of Wayne? Yeah. Okay. So... 
If you have not looked it up lately, take a moment today on YouTube or wherever and Google Stacy's Mom video. It features the swimsuit model and legend. Um, I just lost Hunter's first name. What's her name? Rachel. Uh, Rachel Hunter. Thank you. Rachel Hunter, former wife of Rod Stewart. Yeah, uh, Rod was doing it. Oh, my Lord. Uh, her in the red bikini paying homage to Fast Times at Ridgemont High in this video is one of the greatest ideas ever. Shout out to everyone who made this video. Stacy's mom. All right, since you're starting with Stacy's mom, are we going with mom songs today? Yeah, I guess. Okay. All right. You are reluctant to hit a theme. That's what I like about you. <laughs> some some guys that are in charge of the music, they love the themes. They'll dig into the themes. They'll get really into it. Anytime you suggest a theme to Zay, it's like, I don't know, I might. Maybe. I don't it's know. It's all about feel. Okay. So we'll see. I also like the fact that sometimes you start with the theme and you'll just stop halfway <laughs> through. <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm going death metal the rest of the day. Or, nope, nope, sorry, I'm going down this. I found some cool funk from Bootsy Collins. We're going to do that. All right, uh, speaking of music, we've uh, not only got a couple of mom songs, apparently, but we'll get the album swap discussion to you. 205, normally we do it on Thursdays, but... We took an extra day this week because of the uh, the weirdness at the beginning of the week. We wanted to make sure we had enough time to listen to these records, too. So 2.05 today, A Tribe Called Quest and The Low End Theory and Metallica's Ride the Lightning have been chosen today. Uh, I had not heard The Tribe Called Quest album, and Zay had not heard the Metallica album. But now we have, and we're going to discuss those coming up at 2.05. Right now, though, let me remind you, uh, if you missed the interview yesterday with Mark Henry, we had a great time. Mark Henry came in studio. Check out the YouTube page if you want to see and hear Mark Henry, because it's always cool to see that big old uh, smile of his. And he was having a great time yesterday talking AEW, The Big Lift, Cheese Puffs, and uh, and a lot more. So thank you to our subscribers. We're at 9.56 now on that YouTube page. Go subscribe so you don't miss anything. YouTube.com slash at the Horn Austin and go to Horn AT, uh, go to thehornaustin.com for all the info on the big lift event next Friday and the AEW event next Wednesday. Great to see uh, Mark Henry. And by the way, I thought it was rude that Mark Henry tweeted out that picture of us and typed the Oreo Brothers. I don't understand. Wait, did he do that? And and he he referred to me as double stuff yesterday. What is that? Double stuff means twice the cream. What is Mark Henry saying? I tell you what, Zay. If I ever if I ever get a feeling like I had like I might be gaining a little too much weight, I'm gonna go hang with you and Mark Henry because I look like a child in that picture. Yeah, you look I look small. like I'm 12 in yeah. that picture. Yeah, a little body. It's all right, though. <laughs> My God. I look lean and mean. Yeah, that should make you feel good. Standing next to y'all. Yeah, just say, like, look how in shape I am. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a stick is a shape. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it was great to see Mark yesterday. I can't wait for that event next week and the uh, AEW as well. So uh, check out hornfm.com for all that. You can check out NFL.com for all of the schedules. Schedule night happened last night at 7. Uh, I was dealing with the uh, with the NBA games, and I wasn't specifically watching all the breakdown of the NFL. But I do love going to check the schedules um, uh, You know, for, for my teams and you know, big matchups early in the season, things like that. Zay, what jumps out to you in terms of schedules? I know we're going to go game by game on the Cowboys coming up at 105. What jumped out to you in general schedule-wise? The disrespect the Atlanta Falcons are getting with no primetime games. Oh, That's what jumps out. 
Bulletin board material. Boy, you are a Falcons fan Yo, already, man. aren't you? Well, I mean, Texas fans, they want to see Bijan. They don't want to have to play, uh, pay that, what, the deal is the YouTube deal for the NFL package. YouTube Sunday ticket, yeah. Yeah, now all Texas uh, Texas fans have to do that mm. if they want to see Bijan Robinson, if you don't have the red zone package, et cetera. So that's tough, but it's okay. We'll, we get into week 15, 16 when they start flexing stuff because the Falcons are in contention to win the NFC South. It's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, that jumped out. Um, man. Yeah, you're going to have to also – I didn't. I just saw that. You're going to need to have uh, ESPN Plus access for the game in London against Jacksonville. Mm, so disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. It's cool. It's cool. They might be – the fastest offense in the league, but it's cool. Not many people will see them. They'll shock the world. Right now, every game Atlanta has is scheduled at noon except one. <laughs> Sorry, except two. The one in London and a 305. That's it. Damn. The others that are, there are some TBDs in there. Uh, since you mentioned that, let's start there with Atlanta. Uh, they start with Carolina at home, and then they have Green Bay at home. So the home home fans will get a chance to see Bijan and whatever that offense is going to be uh, early on there. And I'm an NFL fan that always looks at the first two games. I'll look at some other things, but first two games are crucial because you can't go 0-2 in the NFL. Even with a 17-game schedule, I think it's still true that that puts you behind a different type of eight ball. You want to get one of your first two. So Carolina, Green Bay. Got to win one of those if you're Atlanta to get off to a decent start, and then they'll roll through their season. They do play Houston, but not in Houston later on, and I'm trying to see if they get close. I guess the game at New Orleans could be one that you know people in this area might want to think of. That's all the way at the end, though, January 7th. Mm. So if you want to go see that one and maybe make that – I mean, it's a, it's a long drive, but it's reasonable, much more reasonable than driving to Atlanta – so I'm interested to see, hear those stories of of Longhorn fans that lock on to Bijan and like how do they do it? Are they going to games? Are they making drives? Are they flying out and stuff? How devoted are they going to be? Pretty devoted because you're already just talking it up like the NFL's dis, you know is discrediting them and well, disrespecting got, them. Well, they got my favorite quarterback on their team and now my favorite running back in yeah, the NFL on true. that team. You so are, what, what do you want me to say? Dude, you are dirty. What do you want me to say? You are dirty bird all the way right oh, now. Oh, man. You like a, are ready. Like a dirty sitting in birdish. Uh-huh. Um, so here's what I notice as a Cowboys fan. We'll go over the Cowboys stuff later, but the Eagles statistically have the hardest schedule in the league. Wow. Yeah. There's a run. That usually happens. So here's the Eagles. They have... Uh, they start out at New England and Minnesota at home. The win, you know, win one of those two to get off to a good start. Philly has a stretch in October where they go at the Rams, at the Jets, Miami at home, back to back to back. Oof. Then when they get to November, here is their run of six games in a row. They play Dallas at home, then a bye week at Kansas City, Buffalo at home, San Francisco at home, at Dallas. At Seattle. Good grief. That's the November-December section for them. The other thing I love, Cowboys fans, listen to me closely, because it's kind of a college feel to what I'm about to say. The Eagles will play the Cowboys twice, obviously, but they get no bye before. The Cowboys play the Eagles, and they get a bye of sorts for both games. They get the actual bye for one of them, and they get the Thursday night to the next Sunday. Sunday. For the, for the other one, because they'll go Thanksgiving, 
They're going double Thursday on the Cowboys, and then that next Sunday coming around after a 10-day break, that's when the Cowboys play the Eagles again. Yeah, it's brutal. You know, one thing about the Eagles and the style they play, Nick Sirianni's team offensively with Jalen Hurts running the ball so much, we saw this past year. That could take a toll on you. So when you're playing against all these high-caliber teams and you're running the football with your quarterback and, you know, now you have my man Swift coming over rocking zero. I like that. I've never seen a zero for the Philadelphia Oh, Eagles. I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, wow. A running back of zero is going to be weird. I think it's going to be fine. That's going to be weird to get used to, but yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. it's going to be different, but yeah, so – that's going to be tough. The Eagles are going to be tested, and we know just history shows the team that loses in the Super Bowl rarely gets back the following year. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do that. I don't know if it's because the team that loses in the Super Bowl always has the toughest schedule. You might have to look at the history where that goes, but yeah, that's just it always happens that way. So if you're Philly, not feeling too good. Yeah, no, they they always make sure, since Philly was a first-place team, you've got an extra first-place team on your schedule now, uh, so they have to play five of the other seven first-place teams. That's what it means when you are when you finish first. Yeah, that's a big reason why. That, that's big, and then, cause, so then two years ago, since they weren't that good, they got to have a lesser schedule, and then, and also just this day and age, free agency, you're never going to have the same, you rarely have the same team back-to-back in the NFL ever now. No. It's, it's almost impossible. You definitely don't have the same coaching staff. My man left right. and went to uh, Indianapolis. Right, exactly. Losing, I think, did they lose OC and DC, or was it just one side? I think they did lose DC. They might have lost both. Yeah. They, you're all, that's it. You're always getting coaches taken from yeah, you. Because you did well. You got to so, strike yeah. while the iron's hot. You're so good. You become the thing that people want to, you know, they want to draw from that. So, NFL schedules out there, let us know uh, what you want. To uh, somebody says you could go with E. Hogan's move, get the Fire Stick subscription package. Oh, I see. That's a whole nother deal. There's a lot of different ways. That's what you got to figure out. How are you going to do the streaming? And uh, are you going to do the YouTube thing for the NFL Sunday ticket? Get the schedules and maybe that'll help you determine it. Let us know what you think of uh, of schedules. We'll go game by game over the Cowboys and see where that ends up on the schedule count. We'll count wins and losses, see how many wins we could give you. Cowboys fans, uh, let us know what your number is after looking at the schedule. Up next in the crap bag, time flying way too fast, plus something I've never done before that I'm going to do this weekend, and the mistake that Mark Jackson made that the NBA is talking about today. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Sounds like somebody loves their mama right here. <laughs> God, I haven't heard this song in a long time. This is Boys to Men, right? That's right. Yeah. Is it called Mama or For Mama? A song for Mama. A song for Mama, yeah. This just in. Huge limb I'm about to go on. They had a lot of talent. 
<laughs> that boys to men. <laughs> My God, they were incredible, incredible. Maybe it may still be together. I don't know if boys to men still together or not. I don't know if they're still yeah, out still there. Together, it's just three though. Oh really? I only see just three when I see huh. boys to men. It's conf- I don't think they have the uh, deep voice brother anymore. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Probably because when they were twenty, he was forty. So it didn't okay. make sense. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> it wasn't just the "Hey, baby" in his voice, like Yo, he really was older. No, he always looked so much older than the rest of the crew. Yeah, he did. They were really, really impressive back in the day. Um, I, and I know the harmonies are kind of what their signature was, but I'm such a big fan of. Uh, is it Wanye Morris? Is that his name? The, the uh, I just know Sean, one of the main lead guys. Probably. Oh my God, what a voice he has! Uh, Boys to Men and Fountains of Wayne, songs about moms today. Shout out to all those great moms. I hope you have a good Mother's Day this weekend. Let's um, remind you, Texas baseball at 2 o'clock, so we'll get your score updates in the 2 o'clock hour. That's over on 1260 and 101.9. Shows will go normal till 6.15. Game 2, 6.30 tonight uh, on the horn, and so uh, get the apps and everything adjusted there for later on today. Alright, let's get into the crap bag here. we got a few different things for you, including the cocktail party discussion. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. It's uh, something that maybe if you're a Texas and Oklahoma fan, you'll want to pay attention to here in just a second. But before we get there, uh, a mistake in the world of basketball. He has apologized, but can you forgive this one? Mark Jackson, the ESPN and ABC analyst, is a voter for MVP. And he voted for MVP, and he voted for Joel Embiid, and Embiid, of course, wins MVP. But I guess either somebody realized it or he somehow maybe these become public or somebody figured out that on his ballot, it did not include Jokic. Nikola Jokic was not on his list. So he's now had to come back and apologize. But Zay, he took the old man route and he said, I went with one center, two guards, and two forwards. Oh, come on, fam. What's the deal? Actually, what he did was he said that he went one center, two guards, two forwards because he mistakenly... In his mind, he thought it was all NBA. That's the excuse he's thrown out. Are you taking that excuse from him, or do you think he wanted to purposely have Joker off his list? Mama, there goes that man that needs to get off this vote. <laughs> you want to take his vote for a year? Yeah, no, the rest of his career. Forever? Yeah, give it to somebody else that was a legendary point guard or something. He don't need it. Come on, Mark. I'm assuming you don't get paid for being a voter. And I would be perfectly okay with that. At least a suspension, if not, take it away from him. Dude, you can't vote for something and then later tell me, oh, my bad, I thought I was voting for the other thing. Well, then you don't need to vote. Yeah, don't just say I mucked up because I was looking at the All-NBA teams. No, I'd rather him say, you know what, I think Jamal Murray is that dude. I think Michael Porter Jr. is that dude. And I think they help. Joker, mm-hmm. more than people give him credit for. Right. I would have that's said it. that's BS, but... Now we have a texter with a different theory. Uh, the texter says he's a racist. Maybe that's, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Dude, Maybe that's it. I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure one of his bre- uh, best friends is Chris Mullen from back in their St. John's mm-hmm. day. So I, 
I don't think that's accurate, but and him, he seems very comfortable sitting by Jeff Van Gundy all the time, too. That is true. So, is, yeah, true, yeah, I don't think that's accurate, but, yeah, in the world where Bob Huggins still keeps his job for throwing the F word around, I guess that's accurate. You could say something like that. Yeah, that was a wild story. So he has apologized. We'll see if Mark Jackson still gets to vote for the MVP. All right, a couple uh, other notes here in the crap bag. I'm going to do something this weekend I've never, ever done. It hit me today. As a fan, I have never been to like a championship event. I have never been to – the closest thing is I have been to one college bowl game when my team was playing in a bowl game as a fan. But I've never been to a championship event until tomorrow. Okay. The XFL championship game live in San Antonio. <laughs> the Arlington Renegades. And the DC Defenders. A little sad that that's my first one? No. No? My first pro championship game is this. Never been to a Super Bowl. I've never been to a World Series game. I've never been to an NBA Finals game. I've never been to any of that. Anything. I have never been. Closest thing, I've been to some of the, I've been to playoff games and championship games out at HEB Center with the Texas Stars. So that's, and that is pro sports, obviously, but at the, Top pro level, well, maybe XFL would compare. Yeah, well, it was, actually, pro, no, let me not pro, insult the Texas stars. You're throwing this pro thing around just very I know, easily. I know, I know. This pro thing, top pro level, top pro levels. Yes. So XFL championship game tomorrow. I'm sure y'all will be ready for the full report on that next week. Um, that is, uh, yeah, and everybody that's doing what I'm. If you are headed down to San Antonio, be careful because there's going to be some some rain tomorrow. Uh, also, a little time flying. It's official this weekend. Old Miss girl is graduating from old. Miss. Oh, she started. Wow. She started listening to our station and the shows when she was like 10, 11 years old with her dad. And so the family's going to be there, and they are generations of Ole Miss folks. And uh, they're going. She's headed back to Oxford this weekend, and they're having the graduation. So, congrats to Ole Miss girl. Shout out to the Oxford crew. She will officially be. Uh, a rebel alumni as of this weekend. Yeah, I know that's big for them. Very like cool. you said, the family's been old Miss people for a long time. They're kind of like Michael Orr and his family, Sandra Bullock and them. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Because my family goes there. Yeah. You didn't ask me why <laughs> I wanted to go there. Um, and then st- uh, staying in the SEC for a second, Zay, I thought this would be kind of an interesting thought process for you as a Texas fan and any Longhorn or Sooner fans listening. So there's a story out there that they might move the cocktail party to home and home for a couple years. No, I don't no. I'm not with that. So I'd be so mad if they moved Texas OU home and home. And the reason would be if the Cotton Bowl needed like long term uh renovations. Because what's happening in Jacksonville is that the Jacksonville Stadium is going to need like a two-year renovation, plus the Jags are moving at some point to like a newer stadium. So there's this time period where Jacksonville's not going to have a home. They may go to Gainesville and play at the Swamp, the Jags. But then for two years, they might have Georgia and Florida play once at the Swamp, once in Athens. And here's what's crazy, Zay. They did this in the 90s. I didn't know that. In 94 and 95, they played home games because there was renovations going on in Jacksonville. I guess it was, that might have been the, if we go back, that's probably when they were building it for the Jags. And they just didn't have a place. So, if the Cotton Bowl was going through a two-year run like that, do you think Texas and Oklahoma would agree to a quick home and home? Or do you think you guys would find yourself a new neutral? 
New neutral because it'd be like the Big 12 championship when they met at Jerry World. So just move it there. It wouldn't, I don't think it'd be as difficult as the Florida, Georgia people are making it. Like you could find a site. Uh, by the way, Zay, if oh, that ever happens, y'all know my number. If that ever happens to you. I think that's the easiest solution for those two. Yeah, it's simple. It's the fear you guys have had for years. I've heard Texas fans fear that. Like, oh, please don't move it to Jerry World for, for you know, permanently. We want the fair and we want the old we want that feel of the cotton bowl. And I agree with that, but that's what they would do. It's amazing to me that there would be no other option. Like I would say uh, call up FSU, Florida State. Because I'm trying to see what's in the middle between Georgia and Gainesville. So Athens and Gainesville, Jacksonville made sense, but I'm looking along the line. Tallahassee, even though it's way in the west part of Florida, you think, a big stadium. You think Florida State would agree to that? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, think they'd help, you think they'd help the Gators out like that? I don't think so. How is that helping them? Helping them? You're allowing them to play the game. What are you talking about? How is that helping them? Nah, You're help. playing against Georgia. It, they last two national champs. It, they think they're going to get their head kicked in. It would help because you'd get the gate. You could organ. You could you could negotiate for the money. You could See? negotiate for gate money. Maybe that would be it. Or the Buck Stadium. Or you know, there's nah, that's too far. That's too, yeah, that's, that's, too, that's too much of a Florida advantage. Like be, Jacksonville, even though it's in Florida, yeah. it's so far up there by Georgia ish that you know. I, I, it makes more sense, but going more south, uh, nah. Because then it would just you would say Miami, right? Because but they the, have the really nice stadium. What's it called? Hard Cafe. Rock. Hard Rock. Hard yeah. Rock. Yeah. Right. But then in that case, you're making it too much Florida's way. Yeah. So their their thought is maybe they go home and home. So that's just a, that's a crazy thought that that could happen. And I think it's 26 and 27. We could get home games for the cocktail party. Now I've been to Athens once. It was incredible. I've not been to Gainesville. Wow. That just the thought of it, the fact that it happened in the 90s and I didn't realize it is is crazy, but that would be amazing just like I know we've all thought about it. We have all thought about what if the Oklahoma fans came to Austin? What if Texas fans went to Norman for a football game? It would be a scene like no other, and I think in a weird way it might be kind of crazy cool if you knew it was only going to be once and then you're done. If yeah. you're going to be a quick little get dangerous. home home and then go back to what you were I doing. I think it would be very dangerous. Which one? Safety wise. Which one would be worse? If OU fans came here? Which are the two? We went to right. the OU. Which one's worse? Oh, I don't think I'd ever step foot in Norman. I would, I would, I would advise that. I, I, I think that'd be a good think idea. I don't ever step foot in yeah. Norman. Hey, how about this before we go? Specs Texter, this might be a, one of the GOAT statements that we've had on this show. Yep. Chad. You're an Aggie. We all know you've never been to a championship event. <laughs> How dare yes! you? How dare you for that? Oh, that's perfect. The one championship event that I have been to is the one bowl game I've been to as a fan, and that was to watch my Aggies, quarterbacked by Mr. Manziel, tear Oklahoma apart. All right? Mm. That's the one I've been to. And they handed out a trophy. It was a Cotton Bowl championship trophy. So that was a championship event. How dare you? Who was the QB for OU that year? Oh, God. That was in 2012. Y'all let us know on the specs. God, who was that? That's a great question. 
It was close for a while, and then the second half started with just Aggie touchdown after Aggie touchdown, and I was feeling a lot better. Yeah, man. Ryan Swope, Mike Evans. Had some talent on that squad. That was a hell of a team. Yeah, it was a hell of a team in 2012, man. If they could have just gotten off to a little better start, might have been fighting for even more at the end of the season there. But, uh, yeah, that's the one time. One time I've been to an event as a fan where they were handing out a championship trophy at the end, and tomorrow's going to be the second one. That's kind of sad. Landry Jones. Landry Jones. That's who it was. That's who it was. Thank you for that memory. 41-13, I think, was the final of that game. That was fantastic. Oh, my God. Watching your team beat Oklahoma in football is a good, good feeling. Longhorn fans know that one. What would y'all just get to watch? 49 nothing. Holy mackerel. What a great day. That was a good day. It was a great day. Yeah, that's a good day. That had to be nice. I don't care what the rest of your season looks like. Uh, even if the rest of it is weird, that's got to be a great day. All right. Uh, there's a crap bag. We do it every day about 1245. Up next, let's dig into the NFL schedules, specifically the Cowboys. We'll go game by game. How many wins is Zay going to predict? How many wins am I going to predict? We will get to that. Plus, coming up in the flex segment, Cameron Parker is going to jump in and talk baseball. So much crazy excitement. Round Rock, Westlake, both winning on walk-off extra inning plays. We'll get Cameron to talk about that, plus another offer for Adrian Wilson as we keep up with him. Second hour coming up here on the horn. we got the album swap later on as well. Just keep it right here on the horn.